The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Welcome to Talk is Jericho. It's the pod of thunder and rock and roll. And let's see what Duff McKagan comes up with today for the exclusive, the worldwide hit, the joke of the week. Chris Jericho, Duff McKagan calling you. Uh, I hope you're doing well, man. Hope everybody out there is doing well. Uh, all you listeners. Uh, you know, I've taken up to cooking again. Uh, I used to cook. A, I was a cook at a restaurant, so I cooked a bunch. But that was back in the day. And my wife, Susan, she's such a great cook, so. Um, but anyhow, I've gotten back into it. And, uh, the other night I was, I grilled a chicken for two hours, man. And it still wouldn't tell me why it crossed the road. Okay. Thank you very much. Bye. All right. That was a good one. I, <laughs> uh, Duff always makes me laugh. What a, what a goofball, right? Like just totally, uh, one of the biggest rock stars in the world and doesn't have a problem with calling in a ridiculous joke. Every single week. So uh, thanks to Duff for that. And he's spending the summer at home as well, just like the rest of us, because the Guns N' Roses Stadium Tour was postponed due to the Rona. Uh, they're working to rescheduling those dates uh, now. I'm sure Duff, Duff will update us as soon as he can. And plus, I think the rumor is Guns N' Roses are working on some new music, which is great. Uh, we're also working on some new music with Fozzie. And we had to cancel our spring tour, which is a drag. And we're also rescheduling some of our summer dates as well. So you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Fozzie Rock. We're posting show information, the rescheduled dates, the postponed dates, the ticket info, all that sort of stuff. Hope to see you rocking with us soon. And the new quarantine song, Heart of Chrome, is out now. We're going to play it next week right here uh, on, uh, on Talk is Jericho. And uh, I think you'll like it. It's featuring special guest Bruce Kulick. Only in a pandemic can you have uh, start an 80s Kiss cover band with the ex-guitar player of KISS, right? <laughs> and don't forget about tomorrow night, Saturday Night Special returns, 9 p.m. Eastern on Facebook Live and my official YouTube channel. Answering your questions, telling stories, we'll do a sing-along. I might have a, a guest uh, a guest appearance from Rybo and Speewee, the Peggers. Um, just doing, uh, We you guys seem to like the Q&A, so we're just continuing to do that. Uh, we're enjoying it. I uh, hope you're enjoying it. And even though things are slowly reopening and closing and reopening, I'm not sure uh, how much longer we'll be able to do Saturday nights, but I like it. I'm enjoying it, and I plan to continue for as long as we can. So come hang tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Eastern, Facebook Live, and my official YouTube channel. All right, one of my oldest friends in the wrestling business and in the world is now working in AEW. Um, he, he hit the big time. Returning to the show, 
He's been uh, here many, many times before, but uh, he's going to talk about his new gig with AEW and the multiple additions that it took to land that spot. It wasn't easy for him. He's also telling stories about his early days wrestling in Japan. You know him from the special episode I did a few years back to celebrate my 25th anniversary in wrestling. He's been on a few times talking, of course, uh, Dr. Luther, Lenny St. Clair. just made his AEW uh, debut uh, just a few months ago, and now he is a regular on Dark, and he was in the Lumberjack match uh, the other night. So he's finally made it. The original Death Dealer hits the big time right here on Talk is Jericho. crazy uh it's like the first time we've been in the same hotel for a while it's almost like being back in uh, japan again but nicer yeah my, yeah <laughs> remember some of those hotel rooms in japan how small they would be oh have you ever seen the one when you walk in and uh the tv will be up in the corner and then there's a bed and there's room enough to get to the bathroom where you can barely put your case or suitcase to right the, and then you get in the bathroom and there's literally can barely it's like an bathroom in an airplane mm-hmm. and the shower's over top of the toilet so you actually like with a mirror so that you it's like a jail yeah like when you take a, a, a shower it, it gets the toilet wet yeah. which always freaked me out but you can do that. everything at one time <laughs> yeah and they say shit in a shower eh yeah shit shower and shave <laughs> hey, hey the room is so small when you stick your key in the keyhole it broke the window it's true how are you but it really was like that type of way. So, <laughs> how are ya? <laughs> but in all seriousness, as a wrestler and um, a comic, everything is uh, awesome in Japan, dude. Well, okay. I mean, you said to say that. Sad to say it. It's my Bobby Bettman. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we're here with uh, Doctor Luther, newly signed to uh, All Elite Wrestling, which is uh, a, a long time coming because it's really funny. We were talking about this. So March eleventh. We were in Salt Lake City, and we were still thinking that maybe we could do Rochester on the 18th and uh, Prudential Center in Newark on the 25th. And um, I went to the ring to have the match. I came back 20 minutes later, and everything had been canceled because the NBA had shut down and Tom Hanks was diagnosed with with corona. But something else happened that day that was amazing timing-wise. And what was that? I signed the contract. <laughs> Just think about that, though. Like, that you signed the contract like three hours before the whole world just went downhill. It's ironic that the original death dealer signs the contract right when the plague starts. The <laughs> plague? <laughs> the plague. <laughs> but, yeah, it was, uh, it was crazy. But I wouldn't expect anything less than everything that I've done in my life. So. Right. Well, I mean, obviously, we, so. we, we, there's so much to talk about, but let's just talk about your journey to AEW right off the bat. Because once again, it's one of those things when you signed, there were people coming out of the woodwork that were like, oh my God, is that Dr. Luther? We used to be big fans and watch him all the time and all this other thing. So it's almost like a, re, a rebirth, a resurrection mm. for you. And I know you're a super humble guy and all that sort of stuff, but I mean, first of all, how does that feel for you to find out that you have a lot of people who really appreciate the work that you've done and the work that you're doing. Oh, it's amazing. It feels pretty good. I got a lot of, you know, I get, a, it's weird because now I'm getting a lot of that. I used to watch a lot of your matches on video when I was yeah. a kid. Right. So I'm like, oh, that's cool. But, so maybe I helped to influence them in a tiny little way somehow. Because there was, a, there was a point in time when you would like, it seemed like you were a little bit, well, for a while, down on what you had accomplished in the business. Uh, still a little bit, 
Still I guess, now? you know, just didn't sometimes feel like I lived up to a potential that I kind of set myself or thought mm-hmm. that I could get or whatever. So, but you have to take everything in, in perspective, I guess, as well. Like the things that I didn't feel like I accomplished, I still accomplished more than. Right, because we used know, to talk about that. Like, like three quarters of the guys wrestling, I guess. Like Len know. Berry was. Remember Len Berry? He was in the AHL. He's the highest leading scorer in NHL history, AHL, and never made it to the NHL. So would that mean that he's that he failed, or that he's the greatest player in AHL history? And yeah, that's totally true. Like all star every year. Right. And for the longest time, you kind of fell into that category because we can talk about the times you kind of just fell through the cracks for these chances you have after being such a big star early in your career. And you know, it's the thing is too with with everything. It's it's, it's like anything in entertainment, movies, music, wrestling. It's sometimes it's not. It's just being in the right place, right time, or the right what they're looking for, or you know, it. Sometimes it doesn't matter like who you are sure. I guess like how many people try out for movies that are just well, phenomenal yeah. and don't get the part right because it just didn't fit at that time mm-hmm. you know um, I told I was th- thought I was kind of like a four tier player I guess if you know like baseball they always talk about that like you have your your you know minor league and then you have the major there's a lot of guys that come up and come down but they're they're like the four tier four star guys that they're weren't quite good enough always or in the wrong team to catch on with that team but they're better than than the minor league team so but you had a group of guys basically anybody ever worked with but you're talking from from, you know we have our little text group with lance storm and Mm -hmm. don callis and uh paul lazenby and myself and you and it's like we all know like you know don callis knows how great of a worker you are and always have been right Mm -hmm. but it just seems and i want to get into this because it really is to me like such a great story about how never give up on your dream because listen you had it's almost like you're there and flurry you won the stanley cup at 18 Early. yeah right and then and then like we'll go through that but i guess what my question is so what was your journey like to get signed by aew i had a, a really good friend called yeah, well i mean so i'll start it off so so the the the, the dark order Yes. Was looking for a leader. Okay, I didn't know if we wanted to get into yeah, no, that. Yeah, I'll, I'll say so. The Dark okay. Order was looking for a leader. And they were thinking about using a couple different guys. I know Jim Mitchell was one of the guys mentioned. And I was like, our, our whole concept of AEW is trying to create new talent and new stars. Mm-hmm. And I said, if you're looking for a weird, you know, a weirdo. A weird, super good looking guy. Yeah, a weird, hot as f- guy. <laughs> Um, then I don't know anybody. But if you're looking for a, <laughs> how are you? How are you? If you're looking for a weird guy, like if you're looking for a guy that can play a weird character, because the, the word about you is you're a chameleon, you can play anything. Mm-hmm. I've got the guy, and I never started in AEW thinking, you know, I'm going to get my friends in here. But just to mm. me, it's like this is the perfect guy because I know. Don and I had talked about you doing something for Impact for a while, but then you hurt your... I tore my tricep, tricep. right before that right. was going to happen. Yeah. And Don runs that company. And, and listen, I don't yeah. run anything in AEW, but I'm like, if you're looking for a guy, I can find this I have this guy. And then they said, okay, we'll send in some tapes. Mm-hmm. Tapes, like a song that's 1990. <laughs> send in some, some, some videos or whatever, or, or digital platform, blah, blah, blah. So let's so, see, so then off from there. You, you kind of... Describe what was going on. 
I sent in, I recorded a bunch, and I, I remember I sent in one, and you said they liked it. I sent another. They liked it. I sent another. So I sent three audition tapes in. Right, because right? let me talk about that a bit, though, because you had watched AEW for a bit, but mm-hmm. sending in audition tapes, like, how did you make it? What did you do? So you sort of described the group yeah, um, as best, like, that you knew it, I guess, right? Yeah. And, um Let's say that kind of like a cult or something. Yeah, or? it was like a cult. Cult Not leader. the cult. Not the cult. Love uh, removal machine. The first one you uh, sent in, you were singing that, and I said, "Not that kind of." You cult. said, "Not that kind of cult." So I was like, "All right." So I just sort of thought, like, sort of from what my angle would be on sort of that. So I kind of thought, okay. So when I did the WRP, Father Dante, and you were like, you told me then we were talking, and you were like, yeah, maybe like a nice cross between Luther and Dante would be a good. Mix because yeah, Doctor Luther was your original character in Japan, mm-hmm. which was more of a. But then I morphed them over here a sure, lot, in, right? In so, a lot of different ways. Yeah. yeah. Well, just like you. Yeah. We're from the same mindset, you know, from the same yeah. place. We're the same origin kind of story, right? I guess. Right, right. You have to change. You can't stay the same. Yeah. You can't stay one dimensional all the time. It won't won't work. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I've changed a lot over time, depending on where I've been or where I... Because not every gimmick is going to work in every mm-hmm. place, and especially in, like, indie places or whatever. So then I, I, I watched a few, like, and listened to a few different cult things and watched some different videos online to try to... I don't like to copy one person. I like to, like, sort of pick little things from different people. Right. Um, and then, and, you know, make it my own. Just like, you know, you do the same mm-hmm. thing, right? So... I took all this stuff together, and it was kind of cool that I did the Father Dante thing because that kind of gave me a sort of a base. Because I did the same thing then. Well, Father Dante was so you can just watch it now. It's called Wrestling Revolution Project, which you guys filmed. We don't have to get too much into it. Ten years ago, ten years ago, and the videos are are just just resurfaced. And you played kind of a a, 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 like a priest, like an I played an albino southern albino priest. The southern (laughs) accent was really good too, especially from a guy from. In the so Calgary, older side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was fun, and like I did most of my stuff on like one take on all my right. the interviews. So you were able to use some of that element and yeah. combine with Luther for this cult leader. Yeah, and but I wasn't so. I remember the one I did one of the audition tapes. I did kind of more like Father Dante, where I was you know really yelling, kind of yeah. like impassionate or not impassionate, but passionate, um, like preaching wise. And then you're like, let's try to humble it down a little bit. And Jake the Snake, who's in AEW, you're like, that's a good kind of role model, kind of like how right. he delivered his delivery, which is always spot on. Yeah. And so I kind of thought, okay, I'll take this angle, but make, kind of mix it with that. And uh, you said it was really good. And so I, I cut remember you did one with a candle. That was the first one I did. Yeah. yeah. I actually visually thought it was pretty cool. Did it in a candle through a mirror. So I did like the reflection video. Yeah. I was trying to make it all. You blew, you blew it out. The blew it at the end, so, yeah. so I got that one and I sent it to, to cause, because the, the, the Dark Order was kind of Nick and Matt's thing. Mm-hmm. And I was more thinking, well, let me just show it to Tony and Cody. Mm-hmm. You know, Tony's the boss, right? And um, Cody's like, I like his delivery. He's got that cadence of, of Jake Roberts. And I think then they said, well, let's bring him in. For some, like basically a screen test. That's that's kind of what it was, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So was it Dallas? Was the first so, one? And this was before Christmas. This was before Christmas. Yeah. Like Fourth yeah. or fifth. I came in. Was it Dallas or Champagne? Before Champagne. Yeah, yeah. Champagne. Champagne. Yeah. 
So I came came in there, did the screen test uh, with Brandy. Or did I do them by myself first? And I then think, I did. Yeah, because I think what Cody was thinking was that Brandy was going to do the Nightmare Collective. And I think right off the bat, the Bucks were like, we want. Uh, I think they wanted. I think the original so, plan was Marty Skrull to be the leader of the Dark Order. And then they wanted Matt Hardy, which then morphed, of course, to Luke Harper. So I think that you were kind of out of the equation because they had other guys mm, yeah. in mind. But Cody was the one who saw. He liked the videos or whatever. Right. So, so let's try these screen yeah. tests with Brandy. And then I did it, and they liked it, and they loved the back of my head. And <laughs> uh, yeah, and then it went from there. And um, I mean, I was still trying to, was trying to see where I think about I fit in with that a little bit at the beginning. I still think that it was a good idea with that group. I just, it was tough for me being in like the women's division because couldn't really touch or do anything with the right girls. you were kind of just like this mascot yeah i thought it was cool that at least there was a spot for you because it did at least get you on got, camera got me in there yeah, but yeah. the thing was like we said december 4th or 5th or 10th or whatever is to march 11th there was a lot of tests that you had to pass to, yeah. to get signed yep just did everything i needed to do everything asked and which is what i still will do all the time and yeah, anything thrown at me, I totally did my but, best. But it wasn't made easy for you. It was not. No. Right. Which is uh, 100% the opposite of what everybody online thinks. Well, everyone thinks, I, oh, he's Jericho's friend. He's got yeah, but I would ne- we would never do it, that. It, this is what I, the, my only, I don't even get involved in that. The only, the only time I say anything to anybody, if that was the case, I would have been a WWE a long time ago. Yeah. End of story. Yeah. Or you would have been in AEW October 2nd when we when debuted in 2019. But like I would have been, if he was going to give out jobs to all his buddies, we all would have been right. with you way back then. Yeah, and that's not how it works. You know what I mean? And I, Neither one of us would want that. No. I, the, the one, one thing I said right off the bat, and I've said it to everybody that, that I know, because I don't really you know, tell mm. strangers all this stuff, but I'm like, I respect this more than anything because i feel like i earned like you, i earned you it did earn it so because that's the i i told uh because what i would because obviously I, I know what you can do and when people see this guy come in you know who's this guy i would go talk to, to jim ross and then obviously the excalibur and taz like here's his story hmm. here's what he's done and then that's that's all you gotta say and then let him do the rest so i thought it was just really cool that you really did earn it because I didn't, I brought in five guys here: Moxley, Dean Malenko, recruited Matt Hardy, Jake Hager, and you. That's it. That's a pretty. That's a great. It's a pretty good fucking track. Record. I was gonna say that's also a very great group to be in with. Right. Be- so it's not like oh here's so and so that's been on TV once and just sits backstage and eats catering. That's not what you would want or I would want. So, no. anyways. It was a great day when you signed that contract. Oh, my God. Better when, like, you know, 20 minutes later the world ended. But, you know, anyways, it's it, it because you earned it, but you didn't just earn it through that four-month four period of being here. You've earned it through the last 30 years. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 
want to talk about a couple of the other experiences that you had where things were kind of removed. Un, uh, not anything that you did, just times changing because it happens so many times. Every time. Every time. Yeah, every time. But let's but let's start with the Doctor Luther character. Like you know, I know we we all know you started in Stampede, and, mm-hmm. and um, we basically started going to Japan around the same time. Mm-hmm. And I went one tour, and I think you got the next tour because there was a guy in Calgary. I went a year later. A year later, okay. yeah. But there was a guy who was like an agent, and he was getting guys booked from Calgary. There was a connection there. That's, we don't need to get into that. But tell us about how you created the idea of the Luther character. So when they came to watch us, right? They came to watch you and Lance, right? Spar. Right, and we were best buds. So I brought yeah, we were, you in to like kind of spar with us, and then you got uh, you got I, the gig, and I did. But actually, I came in to watch. Remember, because oh. I was wanting to kind of maybe I was on the bo- borderline of wanting to quit because you know it's like we weren't getting tons of gigs. And this is only like two or three. Three. When did you start? 89? 87? Okay, so this is about ninety. So this is one ninety two. Yeah, three or four years later. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so you're supposed was it Randy Rudd and then some other dude. So we we went to this. There was like a. Um, it was like a community, a community, like like condos. You would go yeah. to like you know, I don't. What what, what did you used to live with the, the all the cats used to live with like some kind of like you know the, all the condos. The yeah, condo be like, community. Welcome center. to Mercury Manor, and you'd go in the gate, and there'd be eight hundred condos and a bunch yeah. of dudes and chick whatever. And it's the place where they'd have the ping pong tables set up. It was, it was the community that. center. Yeah. So they had a ring set up in there. That he set up just for this. Just for this, and it was yeah. it was basically a live audition. For Sakai, yeah, Sakai worked for Gong Magazine, Gong Magazine, and FMW as yeah. like their scouting like talent agent. relations yeah. or whatever. So he came over from Japan to scout Calgary because Calgary always had the reputation of having great wrestlers and mm-hmm. deservedly so. We all trained in Japan, loved Calgary, but loved Calgary yeah. and would send their boys to Calgary. And if you train in Calgary, you automatically had street cred. Yeah. So time. yeah. So so continue. So. You're like, hey, come. We have this thing. You should come. And I remember saying, like, I don't want to. Don't really didn't really want to go, but you're my you're my bro. So of course, you know, I'm gonna go. So I go meet meet them, and I'm just gonna watch. And then um, it's me and Lance and Randy Rudd. Lance, and Landry, I can't remember that. Was it Gills Pie? Steve no, Gilspie, like, it was like a guy that you trained. Jim Peterson or something? No, it was the dude who had was always real nasty. Smelling wise, yeah. Colin Hawes, yes. Why the hell? Was I think he, it was him. Yeah, I think he it used was to him. wear sweatpants to wrestling yes, school. And would always the, be stinky. I had to wear his stuff to wrestle. Oh my gosh, you'd wear Colin Hawes stinky dude. sweatpants. Yes. That, that so right he there, you deserve a Colin track. He, he showed up with the like in on crutches, and he's like, my. I, did something to my ankle the night before and you're like and i remember you coming up and being like hey can you can you wrestle and i was like i didn't bring any stuff and you're like well you can wear his stuff and i was like dude <laughs> like he was a nice guy don't get me wrong hey, my he's, neighbor's a nice guy doesn't mean he should be wearing stinky sweats his, <laughs> he's not the cleanest dude around he had bad, bad uh, uh hygiene show it say. was bad so i was like Colin oh my Haas. god I was like, you owe me, dude. <laughs> well, <laughs> apparently, I really didn't. Cause, so we did a match. So, yeah. uh, so I had to borrow this dude's stuff, which if you threw his stuff against the wall, it would stick to it. <laughs> so it's pretty gross. Anyway, we do a match. We talk, Which was easy because I worked with you and Lance all the time. Yes. On, so We worked all the indie shows. Oh, it was all to California. It was always and, me and somebody against you yeah. guys usually. Because we always had great matches. Yeah. yeah. And so we didn't have to really plan anything. Like, it was just, yeah. we're doing our match. 
I think that kind of helped because we were all on, all in sync. And it was everything. almost like a no people match, like we were having now. It totally was. Yeah, it was in thing. front of three people. Yeah, Those, and one of them was Sakai. Sakai, the agent, and uh, Colin Haas were there. That was it. Sakai, <laughs> the man who shan't be named, <laughs> and Colin Haas was there. <laughs> I just don't want to name him. Uh, he's been named enough. Yeah, exactly. He's had more than enough uh, publicity. Uh, so, so we had our match, and then at the it was kind of later. He didn't. They didn't really say anything. I think we were almost going to be. I think Titan was there too, because Titan, Titan was already is? in. See, I don't remember. God, yeah, the late Rick Titan was already. Because I remember there's a picture of you, me, Lance Titan. That was later. Oh, okay, gotcha. We. That's when the man who shouldn't be named was trying to act. Oh like yeah, a we were like we were like Fred's boys. Yeah, whatever, yeah, brought us in for yeah. this photo shoot thing, and that was one of the photos. Right. Which is actually a great photo. I it guess. is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we had the match in so the. So we had the match and then we're leaving. And then the guy asked me, he came over to talk to me and he said it was really good. And then his words were, Onita will really like to wrestle with you, which I didn't even know who that was. Right. Right. And I was like, huh? And they're like, we want to like offer you to bring you over. And I was like, on the spot? Yeah. It was like later that night. But I was like, what the, f- what? And then once again, like, but I've been told from like Langley and stuff so many times, you're going play. Like, you're going so, to Germany. So I never really got super hyped. Like, I obviously was like, well, okay. Because you probably don't even know if this guy's legit. Yeah, I right. don't know anything. And, just, and just, just for background, so a lot of times in Calgary, guys would say, okay, get me your passport. You're going to Germany in two dude, weeks. So many times I was told that. And me too. All of us. So many. Well, that's what got me blackballed. Right. Because right, I would right. tell you, tell all these guys, like, it's not happening. Yeah, yeah. You get, Len got blackballed in the Calgary yeah. scene because he would tell guys that the, the, the guys in charge are basically full of shit. So you see Sakai, he comes over and. Yeah, and then they're like, but his exact words are like, oh, Anita would really like to wrestle with you. And I, I don't know who the hell that is. I know who Colin Haas is, but I don't know who Onita is. <laughs> but I was, so I was like, okay, that sounds awesome. And then it wasn't, then he took some pictures. Then he's like, come back. I think it was the next day, come back, and we want to take photos, some kind of photo, because he mm. was still there. And that was one of the photos that was, uh, when I first went, I got a full page in Gong Magazine, which was really cool. So and then, Sakai obviously took a real liking to you because he worked yeah. for Gong Magazine. He was yep. the editor or whatever. Yeah. Yep. So they took some photos. And so I remember showing up with sunglasses and a, I had borrowed a blazer from Fred, which, you know, how big he was, barely fit me. Yeah, he was like three feet tall. Yeah, yeah and like 110 pounds. But so, because I didn't own any dress clothes or nothing like that. So I wore this blazer, slicked my hair back and wore some sunglasses and took some pictures in front of a piece of paper because they didn't have a contract or anything there so yeah. in front of a piece of paper like I'm signing something <laughs> and but that's <laughs> then that ran in a, in a magazine and then when they showed me I was like okay this is real yeah like and then um, they're like okay you need to get a, uh, you need to get a new name because at the time I'm wrestling as luscious Lenny St. Clair right kind of like and it's not really you know vicious name or like right a luscious Lenny yeah, yeah. I was I guess it was kind of like a Brutus Beefcake-ish. I don't the, know. Yeah, it was, it was it's the 80s type yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, okay. So I remember like Silence of the Lambs was really big. And so at the time too, like I know I knew FMW only from you. I knew nothing about it. And Titan told us too because we were really Titan, close to but Titan. But I, I, I right. still didn't really but know. But I'd only been there once and I was such a wannabe trying to get back. Like I was trying to everything I could do to get back there. But you guys were supposed to. But you know what the thing is when you went, you guys were really green. Yeah, super green. Super green. 39 and matches I had. It was probably terrible. 
you're good enough to go. Well, yeah, whatever. But you went, and I remember that's why they came to watch because they remember they said, "We'll come back in a year, go back to Calgary for a year, wrestle, and then we'll come back." Mm. But you did get to go back. Well, that's fine. With, let's, let's, with Lance Storm too, <laughs> Eric Freeze. <laughs> so, 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 you, so, what? Sound Slams is popular. So, Sound Slams is popular. I still don't know. Really, I didn't really know. I don't think we really knew what, like hardcore was or it wasn't a thing. Back death then. matches yeah. or whatever you want to call, them. like. I knew nothing about FMW. I didn't know anything about the gimmicks they run with or anything, really. All I was told was to get something kind of... And I don't know if this was lost in some of the translations, but they were like sort of like scary or like mean. Mm. So I was like, scary or mean? Like, So I took that literally because I do take everything literally, which you know it's like probably yeah. not good. But So I was like, okay, scary. So I'm going to get a... You don't weird. literally mean it. I don't literally, you don't literally say it, but the point should be clear. It should be clear. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I was like, okay. So I, I mean, I got a piece of paper and I wrote all kinds of stuff down, like every kind of horror movie person at the time. But then that came out and I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. I could wear the straight jacket, like have a straight jacket and go out and I won't have to do too much. Talk. Like then I thought about talking, like, I don't know, like, I wasn't sure if I should talk like him in the movie, like mm. do quotes from it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but then I was like, are they even going to know what that is? Like, mm. So anyway, it got to the, and this was really quick. Like it was within a week I was leaving type thing. Like it was really fast, right? So I was like, shoot. So I didn't, I got my mom to make a straight jacket. And then I just, I can't remember where I got that coverall. They, dude, those coveralls for one thing. Remember the first ones I went with, those green ones? They were kind of a little small for me, but they were like winterized because they're, they're <laughs> winter coveralls for Calgary. So they're insulated. You know how much I, I sweated my balls off? Because this was like things. kind of spring, early summer, and in Japan yeah. it needs 100 degrees. It was hot, and it was, those things were so insulated, <laughs> and it was it was crazy. So I had those for a couple tours until I like just went and bought another pair of coveralls. But I was like, until you figure out you could take the insulation out. So, so your first, you put the coveralls on. Who, who, so you, straight I jacket. The, cover, from? the straight jacket got from my mom. She she made me a, a awesome, great seamstress. Awesome. Yeah, let me uh, just say this. Hold on. Your mom was so great in the early days of like I was always about different costume, different costume. Oh, yeah. She made and made so them much great stuff. Fast. And great stuff. Yeah. So she was really integral in, in my ascension to the business because I really believe it's because I always had cool shit. A lot of the guys around. I mean, I had all kinds. You had of the stuff. best stuff though. You're such a yeah. And then I, I got to make four uh, four outfits for Leonard, <laughs> and then I might have time to make yours. <laughs> and then I had like four pairs of boots. Like I was, I had everything, man. I was set. Um, help me on those barely wrestling shows. Yeah. So. Uh, which is funny because then when I went to Japan, I didn't. I wore coveralls, which I had all these awesome tights. <laughs> well, <laughs> didn't wear not, like you said earlier, but it's about the part you, they needed you to play. It's about the part it needed to play, and like I'll do whatever I need to do, right? So she makes me that, and I was like, I took some goalie pads I had, and that's what I use the straps for. And then I needed a mask, so one of my buddies, I got uh, a football mask from him, and then we just was it Leighton Jans? It was not Leighton. <laughs> But me and Leighton, remember when me and, me and you and Leighton Jet, we'd get a limo. We'd go to the Copa with we'd Lola Falana. Oh, uh, we'd go to the world and elsewhere. <laughs> but yeah, but your first version, and like you said, you made this very quickly, was the straight jacket your mom made and like yeah. a, 
A football mask. A football mask with the Velcro straps on the back, which actually became kind of my look for a long time mm. until it got stolen on a show. Which really? Was crazy. Yeah, one of the big World Tag Team Tournament show when we were wrestling Boulder and Gladiator. Uh, one of the young girls at the end of the night was in the back and she was crying. And I can't remember who, someone was yelling at her. I don't remember who it was. Um, one of the higher ups. And she was like super, I was like, shoot, homegirl's getting in trouble. And then they came into the room, like her and I think Ido and someone else. And they're like, she lost your mask. And I was like, what? Because I used to run, when I would come in through the door, I'd run around and chase everybody. And people would run screaming from you. This screaming. is no joke. No. Uh, people would run screaming from we're you. We're going to show some videos. I got some old videos. They're all on VHS, so I'll get them transferred over. I'm sure they'll put them on the TV here. But um, they would run. Like like Godzilla's coming through. That's the truth. A bad term to use, but it's, it's not. Like, I remember watching your matches where you were on the ring on the on the ring apron in a tag match, and you would just turn and look at the crowd. And take off. They would run. Yeah. And this is no. This is no wrestling exaggeration, guys. This is real they shit. They were terrified of you. Yeah, terrified. And I didn't have a stick. I didn't have a sword. I didn't. It was just me. Facial expressions. Yeah. yeah and they were scared to death. I'm so. She came in, she, so I would throw my mask off, kind of drop behind me, and they'd out, the young girls would always pick it up. And then Young girls, young boys, meaning young the, boy, the, the rookies around the ringside. Yeah, yeah, and it was usually the girls that chased the, the gaijing around right. and get our stuff. So, And then I'd take my jacket off, and then it would just fall and go. But I guess there were so many people, and there was chaos because we were just attacking those guys, and fighting. she just lost the mask. So, But I wasn't upset. I mean, stuff right, happens, right? right? Yeah. So... It goes on from there. Another story, like about the believing it. I remember it was like, I can't remember if it was near the end of my first tour or the beginning of my second tour. Sexy muscle, Ricky Fuji. Uh, bring <laughs> Sexy muscle. Uh, hold on. Uh, Ricky Fuji, who would ask me such great questions as, how many pairs of sunglasses you have, Brazza? <laughs> what? He's a stud, though. <laughs> He's a great guy. Ricky Fuji, sexy muscle. Ricky I think, Fuji. wasn't that his sexy, your sexy it muscle? Might as well, then, yeah. It is today. <laughs> so what is sexy muscle? But it's say? more like sexy muscle. <laughs> sexy muscle, brother. <laughs> I love Ricky Muji. So what did he say? Uh, so he came in with like three or four of the young girls, and uh, I think K K Megumi Kudo was there, and someone else. Oh, Megumi Kudo! Wow. Yeah. So they came in. She was pretty hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Uh, so anyway, so they come in and, you know, you don't really talk to them when they're there or anything. They don't really speak a lot of English. No. Yeah. and But, I mean, they kind of keep them away, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, I had a young girl kind of, I don't know how to, I want to say like assigned to me, I guess, for like a better. Well, to be your assistant. Yeah, so know. she'd come in and braid my hair every, before my match. Well, you had long, you used to have long hair. Long you had hair. super long hair. Yeah. So she come you in. You don't anymore. I do not. <laughs> rub it in, man. Your hair looks, you're having good hair days. I look good, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have hair envy. I think I told you that one day. I was like, damn you, man. You used to have long hair. Yeah. Jet black, raven. Jet black. black area. Super long. And so she come in and like braid my hair all the time. Um, spoke no English other than Russo hair. Yeah, Russo. And so then there's, we talked about this earlier about the L's and Luscious Lenny, but Luther would be pronounced Rusa, and I can even see how it's written in Katakana, which is the Japanese uh, uh -huh. alphabet. Rusa. Yeah, Rusa. Dr. Rusa. Yeah. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. 
the longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Where'd you come up with Luther, by the way? Oh, so um, that was on... Oh, anyway, before I get to that, I'll say, so, they, so Ricky brings him in because they wanted... And they were super scared. And I'm like, totally just me. I'm like, hey, how's it going? And they're like, got super big-eyed and staring at me because they thought that my ring character was, was real. me, was real. Yeah. Like I was the real demented guy they brought over. They wanted to come and see because when I left the building, like in the locker room, I was totally normal. But as soon as I would leave that locker room, I was in character. Like yeah, if you're I like, went you're out like to the Ozzy hallway, or Alice Cooper. As soon as you leave the dressing room, you turn into this other Even person. Even if I went out to the hallway, which didn't, I didn't ever really go out to watch matches, but a couple times I, I did. I would act my character in case someone saw me right. um but going to the bus i would go in gear or i put my street clothes on and then put the coverall stuff over top and then coming back or going to the arena and leaving i'd always be in character yeah. um even getting on the bus if if fans try to gather around me i'd spin around with my bag and like try to like chase them away and stuff but then once in a while i would sign autographs because I remember one time being denied, and it, <laughs> it, it tormented me forever. <laughs> right, so right, I was like, hey, today. there's little kids I would always sign up. So where did about. Luther come from? So Luther came from, on the plane, going over, I was like, hey, I still didn't, have a, didn't really have a name what yet. What are they saying in oh, the magazines? Your name is Lenny Sinclair? Um, so they put this little, I think the first picture they put in was small, and I think they used my that name. And then the bigger one was Dr. Luther, because I came up with it just before time, I yeah. left. I didn't have the full gimmick. I was still on the plane when I was coming out of the full gimmick. But the name I got, because I was like, how about Hannibal Lecter? And then they're like, oh, you can't use Lecter. So then I was like, okay, Luther, Luther, Luther. And then I was like, two things came to my mind right away was, uh, well, there's Lex Luther. And, um, Luther Vandross. Close. Oh, okay, what was the other one? Luther from uh, the Warriors, come out and play! Oh, right, that's his name. He was, Warriors, yeah. yeah. He was, uh, uh, One of our favorite movies. We even yeah. named your brother Ajax, Ajax from the movie because he vaguely resembled yeah. uh, James well, Remar. We were younger, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So um, I never knew that you got yeah, that from Luther. So it was like okay, he was a Warriors. great villain. Yeah. Right. And he kind of had too. that whiny scream thing, which I kind of do wrestling mm-hmm. now too. So let's kind of cherry pick a little bit from that. So, uh, and then I was like, okay, so I can go with Luther. So for the first couple tours, I was actually Dr. Hannibal Luther. Like I had the full long name. And then um, one night I was at home and like 3.30 in the morning, I get a call and um, it's Tarzan Goto. And he said he wanted two things. They wanted me to drop my agent, (laughs) which... Who's don't the man to, who shan't be named? Yeah, don't have to ask me twice. Yeah, and we don't have to say more that he actually tried to cause heat between us. So yeah, he with everybody. Yeah. Um, so he came over to Japan one time. Oh my gosh! Uh, flew himself over, but said they flew him over. Oh, which was, the why worst. did they fly? And then he kept telling all of us to bow in front of him, and I was like, what? I'm not bow. I was <laughs> what, like, dude? Yeah. Okay, so, guys, hold on. This is some little idiot that uh, idiot. really. Uh, He's a troll. He's a troll. And he would make himself 
come off like he was the leader, and we can't even get We have so much he to even, talk about. He even tried to come off as a like wrestler on his Dude, own show. he made us drive from Calgary to Vancouver For to nothing. pick up our work visas For nothing. that weren't there. Oh, we have to go to Tijuana. He knew they weren't there. We drove 12 hours. Dude, how about when just, we get into the office and they didn't even know who he was talking no about? No idea. Nothing. So anyways, so the, so, so the so troll, he, we'll call him. He, he flies over to Japan. On his own dime. But because says he's got all these And he wanted you to guys. bow on him? Yeah. So he's wanting to do all these new contracts, contracts with everybody. So I don't even know what he's talking to them about. Because he won't tell us. Because his thing is, I own these guys. That's what he tells them. A.K.A. Luther, Titan. Uh, I wasn't there at the time, although I wish that was. Jericho, Lance Storm. Yeah. All the guys from Calgary this troll was the leader of. Yep. So he asked you to bow and... So he would tell us, like... Or it, I, I know he told me. I can't remember if he told Titan or not. But he was like, hey, bow for me. And I was like, what? He's like, bow in front of me. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he goes, because it's a sign of respect because, like, I'm your boss. And it's like, you bow for them. And I go, but that's their thing. That's and not our not thing. And you're not my boss. Right. And so it's like, I'm not going to bow. And so he got super choked at me and, like, Choke, how como is that? The <laughs> como. The como. Um, I love como. So, so, yeah, so you told him F off. I was like, I was so like, what did no, Tarzan Goto say, though? Drop your agent. Oh, so Tarzan Goto is like, drop your agent. We want to bring in another guy. And I was like, oh. Uh, oh, actually, this is, he, drop the agent was actually the next tour. So it wasn't the same one. I forgot. So uh, this one was about bringing another guy. We want to bring another guy. We want him to look like you. And I was like, what? Because that seemed weird, right? We want him to be like you, and we want, we're going to call him uh, Hannibal. And I was like, well, I'm Dr. Hannibal Luther, and you want him to look like me. What? Like, and, and, <laughs> it's a real and, weird Japanese, and, right? And the English wasn't like dead on. So I was trying to still – his English was actually really good. Yeah. But, um, Is he still with us? I think so. Okay, gotcha. So I kind of was like – Trying to figure out what they're talking about. And then I realized they want to call him Hannibal, like take my first name and call him Hannibal and then shorten me to Dr. Luther. And then they said they want to bring in another guy to just take all, like basically all the bumps and keep me strong. So I was like, oh, so I have a can, I'm in a group with the cannon fodder guy and then me. So I was like, okay. So they're like, so then our agent. It's like, I want 10 names. Give me 10, 10 people. Well, first off, he's like, who do you want to go? So, like, Boris, you're there. Other well, let me there. just interject here. I was, like, so wanting to go back to Japan. And, and you, you went like, up with gimmick after gimmick after <laughs> You gimmick. went, like, 10 times. And I was like, here's my favorite one. And this is classic at the time. We're great friends. We're brothers. And I was like, when you went over there, because I was expecting when. when well, you did pretty good. Well, I was expecting when, when, when you went over there, all they'd be talking about was how great I was. I remember one time I said, like, have they mentioned me? And you went, uh, no, they haven't. And I was just like, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> so, Len, have they mentioned me? Uh, no. <laughs> Dude, they never even talked to me, so I don't know. Like, the whole time I was there, I talked to Anita like maybe twice. So you had 10 examples or 10 to names to be your part. I was one of them. There's a picture yeah. of us. There is a picture. We did audition pictures. And, we, <laughs> and this is old school pictures where you can't just take them on your cell phone. You got to take we a picture on like a, like a wind, 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 yeah. 
wandering around, take him to the pharmacy. The one-hour photo. Yeah. And you go back, like, oh, this picture's rad. Let's send it in. And I didn't get the gig. Um, Because the agent denied it. (laughs) So I had every guy on my list denied. Who was on your list? Oh, shoot. I can't remember. You were on it. Lazenby? Lazenby was on it. I think everybody in our group takes. Callus. Everybody was there. Storm. Ward I put on Okay. Gillespie was number 10. Wow, he was a Calgary guy. And Gillespie was a Calgary guy. And yeah. he passed away recently. God bless Gillespie. But he was actually probably and, the best guy for the job if you needed a f- punching bag. he could bump. That's you know, the he thing. Was, yeah. yeah. So, and, and I thought, like, of all the guys, I was getting no, no, no. And I was like, ugh. He kept trying to push. He was kept trying to Who push. did the agent want? Who did the troll want? He kept trying to push, 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 push. And I kept saying, no, this guy named Luscious Bubbles. Oh, yeah. It was a little fatso. Yeah. His buddy. Yeah. So I was like, there's no way. I was like, I'm giving you and all by the way, guys, names don't think, guys that can work. Hold on. Think about this. This is his actual wrestling name. Luscious Bubbles. Well, I remember being on a show that he put on. <laughs> that um, How much of that last pull did you get in your mouth? And you dude, <laughs> I just spilled like the whole thing. The whole <laughs> <laughs> so I have it filled up right to the friggin' rim. Fill it to the rim. Well, you can put on, you can't put it on a table. What's wrong with you? No, it's, it's put, don't put it on a table. It's terrible. terrible. It's terrible. So now I'm just putting my putting my arm in it. <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> don't say the f word, Lusa. I just swore. He it's wanted. He wanted my image now. Listen, here's the thing. I don't want to spend so, whole much, too much time on this. <laughs> we don't so give anyways, a shit. So I he. he I was on a show and I was wrestling as Luscious Lenny St. Clair. He's like, I can't call you that. And I was like, what? He's like, I'm calling you Lethal Lenny. And I was like, that's not what I've been wrestling. He goes, no, because I have Luscious Bubbles. Because you're dressed like a, kind of like a, like a very outlandish like, yeah. character. Like a fashion guy. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, so I was like, all right. So I became Luscious. So I was like, and that guy was the, totally the shit. Like yeah, terrible. So- um, so I was like, you're saying no to all these guys that can work that are friends of mine that I would like to travel with if I have to travel and you're saying no, cause you want me to take your he had buddy. No, power. no, but to us, like I thought he did yeah, at the yeah. time. This is like in the first two years of our career. Right? You know what I mean? So I'm like, ugh. but let me ask this. Hold on. Let's just cut off about that guy. How big was the character of Dr. Luther in Japan in the early nineties? And put your humbleness aside after my, like, Second or third show, we went on the bus. And you know the bus when you walk on, you'd have there'd be hundreds of people or around around the bus. Around the bus, yeah. I don't know. It was packed. Yeah, you know. And FMWs draw pretty good crowds. It's like FMW was hot. So this is the original kind of ECW style hardcore. Way before we did all that stuff. Way before any of these. The original, yeah, yeah. You know, that's why to this day I'm like, oh, what these guys like, dude, I. Realistically, like I'm grandfathered in as one of the starters. No, you of you this. are the original death dealer in a lot you of know? ways. So, which is point your point? When so, people- anyway, I got on the bus and they're just chanting the whole crowd my name constantly. Like, wouldn't shut up. And I remember Boulder looking back and all like Boulder just dropped his Horace Boulder, Hulk Hogan's nephew. It was like and, and Gladiator Mike Austin was there and they're like, holy shit! And they were like, look, and it was like, can you believe? And I was like, what? Like to me, I just like really cool but i didn't they're like they've never done this and like and then titans like they've never chanted people like this and like, here's the thing and once again you're talking about the japanese culture which is i love we love japan we've yeah. been there 20 30 i've been there 60 times whatever 
but the fact that you came in there and scared them, you earned their respect, and they were chanting Luther. Mm-hmm. They loved the Dr. Luther character. Like, we would love Michael Myers in the original Halloween, yeah. or Art the Clown in Terrifier, Pinhead. Yeah. We're scared of these characters, but if they came by, you'd be like, hi, Pinhead. Yeah, totally. You're awesome. Like, and this is the thing. Like, like this, we could do seven parts of this show, and we will. But my point is, in Japan, you had a niche, and you became champion in Japan. And there's no real now. There's like tons of like um, horror movie characters. Yeah, but when yeah, I yes. went, there was none. But we we talked about this. A lot of copies after. But you won a title in FMW. My fourth match. I think it was right after all your this. For, your fourth tour? My fourth match. Your fourth match and your first tour. Yeah. Now, it's hard. To, like, dude, n- you don't win a title in a Japanese company as a foreigner. You can't say gaijin anymore because that's derogatory. Oh, I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, yes. Oh. Uh, that's unbelievable. Your fourth match. Your fourth four match, matches in? Four matches in. I wrestled Mr. Gonoski my first match, and then I don't remember the rest. But I remember who was, the- Who did you win the title from? Um, Wada. Oh my god! The worst. It, it, I won the title in the worst match in wrestling history. My first match terrible. in FMW was against Wada. Terrible. Wada, which is spelled U-E-D-A, was a kickboxer who had zero wrestling experience. Didn't want. But wrestling was a experience. champion kickboxer. Yeah, I was good. But, right? Yeah, but he wasn't good at wrestling, no. which is what. No. I remember, I'll tell you my first. My very Dan was an ass. Well, yeah, my very first. I'm 20 years old. Yeah, we were young, man. Very young. My first match ever in FMW was a six man main event. Kleiss, <laughs> which I still call you to Kleiss, this day. That's me, Chris Runtz, which is Lance, and Mark Starr versus Onita Sambo. Oh, I love Sambo. Sambo Osaka and Wada. Such a nice guy. And Wada was the worst. He was beating the shit out of me. Finally, I heard there's no rules. I went to the floor. I grabbed a chair. I hit him in the head as hard as I could. He was like Mongo from uh, Blazing Saddles. (laughs) Why'd you do that? He killed me. So Wada was not great. So you won the title from him. I won the title. Um, It was terrible. I'm not going to lie about it. It's on YouTube probably. I don't know. But people, it's it's. The drizzling shit. But this is your fourth match, dude. My fourth match in. He was so bad. I couldn't do anything with him, which you can attest. You've He's wrestled terrible. him. So I literally choked him out. So they put me in a strat match with this guy. A strat match with a kickboxing champion? With a kickboxing champion. And you choked him out? Was, so I just choked him out. That's what their Stu Hart powers, brother. <laughs> Did you so, really choke him out? Yeah, in like a minute and something into the match. Were like, you no. supposed to? Not till like way later, but it's like, this guy's a shits. <laughs> How old are you, 22? <laughs> yeah. He's probably like 40 on. I'm not the shits. I won 75 kickboxing titles. Well, he didn't win that night. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on. I want you to fast forward to the time when you were in the ring with world heavyweight champion Leon Spinks. Oh, my God, yes. So, so, no, Leon, sorry, Leon Sphinks? Leon Spinks. Sorry, not Sphinx. He doesn't uh, run Egypt. Tell us what that guy said to you after you've been in a match with him. So... He'd hang out in the back. He brought his his, his manager. I talked like his manager hung out all the time because he needed like a handler all the time. But he was super nice to me. Um, and and this guy the, with no front teeth, no front teeth, he knocked the dude's teeth out in the ring. Like still had power. And all he'd always say to me is, "You're crazy, man, Luther. You're crazy." <laughs> That's it. That's all he'd ever say. <laughs> or he'd say stuff that I didn't know. I have a. I he had a very tell you what he was saying. But but but. but <laughs> You're crazy, loser. And he'd be in, you'd be in the ring. 
Because he knew you as a real guy. Yeah. But he couldn't And discern. as soon as we started wrestling, he would just literally be big-eyed and stare at me. And I have one picture of me going to tag him where he's just staring at me big-eyed. Because he couldn't understand the difference he between the difference. backstage Lenny yeah. and in-the-ring Luther. Didn't, couldn't get it. Couldn't wrap his head around <laughs> it. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. So the point was Luther in Japan was was, was a big hit. Yeah, right? I think so. So what was the reason why... It ended in FMW because FMW continued long after you left. So I, on one of the tours, had I did a drop kick off the top rope, uh, which I used to do every night. That was right. one of my things. Because you were a very agile, an early version of a high flyer. Yeah, I used to yeah. do lots of tobes, lots of dives. We did a front flip off the top rope tonight, night. which I've never f- done. So whatever, so, so I get it. There you go. You're a hot shot. I, yeah. yeah. So go ahead. So what happened? I'm a. Just as God made me, sir. <laughs> Shout out to the great uh, Paul uh, Benedict. That's a good pull. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened if I'm in trouble so, you? <laughs> oh, my God, my cheeks hurt. So uh, I, uh, what was the question? <laughs> I was asking you what happened with Luther, and you mentioned Paul Benedict. Oh, no, hold on. Okay. Who'd you mention? Paul, Paul, listen, if you thought Leon Sphinx was weird in FMW, Paul Benedict came, which is, of course, is a roper in Three's Company. Not. Um, uh, <laughs> was he on the Jeffersons? <laughs> yes. What happened at FMW was, so I did this drop kicks off the oh, top Oh, drop, drop, right. Yeah, yeah. So I remember, I think it was... Horace Boulder. Hulk Hogan's nephew. Hulk Hogan's nephew. I, I think it was that match. Who was it that match? Anyways, I did a drop kick off the top, and I didn't... You know when you hit and you spin and you do like a front bump? Yeah. Right? So I remember hitting. For some reason, I did not get the spin in, and I landed down almost like a side plank, mm. and it drove my arm straight up to my shoulder. So I basically dislocated my shoulder oh, yeah. on that time. So I, I have the tape somewhere, I think, too. So... Because they used to like tape it or confiscate tape. I can't remember, but I got a version of this handheld. But you can see where I get up and my shoulder's like hanging. Yeah, dis- it's the Mel Gibson lethal weapon dislocated yes. shoulder, right? So I finished the match though. Like I, I every time I've ever gotten hurt, I've always finished. Yeah. Like I've never. That's what we're taught. I've never taken. I've yeah. never been like pin me. Like yeah. I've we show always up in, gone in, in pandemics and we finished. Matches. Totally. That's what I we mean. Do. I even got a little bit banged up today. I still did everything. Well, whatever. Still look good. Still do so whatever. Right. Good looking guy. And then, uh, as my mom tells me, I'm very handsome. Leonard. <laughs> <laughs> so you got. So up. I, uh, I, I finish, and then so every night on that tour. So then the next night, I like, dude. We didn't have KT tape. We didn't have fancy stuff like they got now, which is awesome. I mean, we had. You didn't have tape. doctors. No, we had. A, us and you didn't even have doctors at the shows no 
Nothing, right? You know who used to work on me quite a bit? Ricky Fuji would be like... Hold on. That's sexy muscle. Sexy muscle. Whatever. Sexy so muscle. So to this day, one of the things that still traumatizes <laughs> me is I had sexy muscle crack my neck with a towel once. That's the worst. Yes, but Remember now... Jerry Moore used to do that? But now I think back and I'm like, what was sexy I Sexy muscle thinking? has no medical training. No, zero. He's sexy muscle asking how many sunglasses you have. Or how big's your fanny pack. Oh my gosh. And that's not a joke, guys. Jerry Moore was the same. They would give you this thing where they would put yes. a towel around your, your, your chin. And then put your, their feet on your shoulders. And, and then it, like back and forth, like back and, back and back and back and back and pull your neck back. Yeah. That's the last thing you should do. And I did that. Oh, my gosh. Well, how, he used, I did that once, but he used to also help me with my shoulder. How are we still alive? I don't Anyways, know. go ahead. So sexy muscle. Vodka. Work, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that and a lot of, was it raspberry parfaits? <laughs> raspberry <laughs> parfaits. You know, we're going to do a two-parter. We're going to okay. do a two-parter. So, we're already, yeah, just keep going. So sexy and muscle. So sexy in. muscle. So anyways, every night, so the next night, my arm would go up, popped out. As soon as I did a certain move, you could see it would just fall. Like I remember that. Dead. And, but I'd still finish all my matches, still do everything. I taped the hell of it. I went through so much like hockey tape. And then they would pop it back in. And that, to pop it back in, like I would hang up and they'd push it down or you put like it hurt. literally almost is like the mel gibson where yeah you it was figure totally, out to put it, it was back. exactly it you could push it against the yeah, wall and it would pop you in. could put it back in yourself and i can do that to this day but it hurts a lot right. and it hasn't popped knock on wood it'll probably pop out tomorrow now right. but um because once it goes out it's just easy it's i remember one it. time you patted me on the back and it popped my out my shoulder out right, right, and i was right. like oh my god dude because you just got me it was the only time i've ever patted you in the back only time ever and he got me right in the right spot <laughs> Because you're so muscly, <laughs> so powerful. So anyway, muscle. so my my shoulder kept going out, and then I was like, I need. So I could not was getting no sleep because I was in so much pain. Like and this is also in Japan, right? Yeah, I was in you're Japan. in a foreign country. I was in a ton yeah. of pain, couldn't sleep. Um, I was like, so I told Ido, who used to handle all the foreigners, the referee, the referee handle the foreigners, and I was like, I need to go to a doctor, like. At least I need pain, like something, like I'm in tons of pain. Um, and I'd never asked for anything when I was there or really been hurt. Because that's our generation. You know? That's what we do. But this was bad because it was every night. Like right. it was just popping out. I, and, you know, like I hadn't slept in days. Like I was just getting worn out. And yeah, just because you were hurt. Yeah, because yeah. it was just bad. Um, so they finally take me to a doctor and it was super crowded, like it was packed in Japan, in Japan. Or a small city. Or yeah, what? and it was not the cleanliest, and it was yeah. super packed. I got rushed through because I was a quote unquote celebrity, um, so they put me through. But putting me through on celebrity status still meant like four hours, mm-hmm. right? And they take X-rays and they do this stuff, and then the doctor comes in and he sits down and he looks at me and he and he says. Your shoulders hurt. And that was it. That was his diagnosis. I was like, I could have saved five hours and told you that. <laughs> and five grand. Yeah. Yeah, good So call. I was like, I know it's hurt. So he gave me some pills. And he's like, just take these and then don't use your armor, basically. And I was like, I have and like four more weeks of this tour to go. Because these tours would go like four, five, six weeks. Yeah. And I was like, I have a whole tour. And there's no way I'm ever missing I mean, the only reason I even asked to go get it looked at is I needed something that could help me with yeah, the pain. Yeah, your major pain. I was 
this is probably the most at the time that was the most painful thing I've ever had. Like could not s- sleep or function basically. So gave me some pain pills, which were gone in about three days. Thanks to all, all the, the other guys. Boys took them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, Austin and Bowler and all these guys took all my stuff. I remember when I broke my arm at Smoky Mountain Wrestling, I was like, I'm not taking any pain pills. I just didn't want to do it. Brian Lee was showing a lot of respect for me. <laughs> Are you okay, brother? The first day? Well, the first well, time when ever. When I came back to the yeah. venue in Knoxville. You okay, brother? Yeah, I'm okay. How's your arm? It's okay. Did they give you any pain pills? Yeah. Did you take them? No. You can have them. Really? Here I am. 12 pain pills for Brian Lee. Nice. And they never spoke to you again after that. Nope. Never yeah. once. So was the point being... So, so the point being, you hurt your hurt shoulder. Arm, I uh, went and got it done, and then um, the rest of that tour would pop out every night. It was, and then we went on the um, tag team world tur- tournament. Who was your? Oh, you and uh, yeah. Hannibal. Which came in third, which is awesome. Uh, <laughs> you got a bronze fake. Got a bro- tag team medal. But the biggest thing was we beat Onita in Cork and Hall, which was wow. a huge upset. Who pinned him? I did. I pinned. Uh, Who was the, Goto? No, it was the judo champion who won a bronze in the 88 Olympics. Oh, um, uh, Verchev. Verchev. Oh, you pinned you pin him? I pinned Verchev. How the f*** did you work with these guys that had no experience? Because they were all terrible. No, But have you ever seen the videos of me versus Verchev? I was 240 no, I pounds. Want... Yeah. And he threw me around like I was a right Oh, I remember. He looked like a giant. Uh, he looked like, like, he was a, like a giant hockey bear. player. Yeah. Big mustache. But like 300 pounds of just giant. Cindy's first mustache. Cindy's first mustache. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so, so my point is get to the point yeah. how did you end up leaving fmw oh, so anyway so i was hurt we did the tour and then i told him uh i needed to take a month off like i needed to rehab my shoulder right right and uh they did not like that because they're like well we, need, we want to book you on this next tour i was like i need a month i needed just give me one month. tour off and they're like okay and then the next month, I was like, didn't hear anything. So I call like, hey, I'm on the... And they were like, no, you're not on the next month after that. I was like, ah. Oh. So then I was like, the next month comes up. Hey, am I, am I booked on this next month? No, you're not on. And I was like... So they're being, they're being petty at this right, point. Right, right. So that's when uh, Mexico happened. Paco. I was going to go to Mexico. But then... The peso had fallen. Okay, we're almost done. We're going to do a two-parter. All right. We're coming back tomorrow night. So, we're so anyways, they didn't like Hold on, hold on, hold on. So the idea was, and once again, Uncle CJ goes, there's this cat that I know who's great. Yeah. And I went to Paco Alonso and said- Because you were wrestling down there quite a bit. Yes, yeah. I yeah. made a whole living there. You're in the magazines. The magazines on the covers. And I said, listen, man, like I know a guy. Because they like weird- <laughs> Right back where we started, <laughs> they like weirdos. But I was like, I got a guy that can come in, and they they do like they look. They have a psycho clown is a guy there, yeah, crazy mask that looks like the worst psycho clown mask. If you go to like Century City and buy a clown mask, it's like I got a guy and Doctor Luther and Paco Alonso. I showed him your stuff, and he's like, I Paco uh, is the boss in Mexico. I well, love first he asked you, is he a mechanic? And you told me that. <laughs> Because I was wearing the, elf, the outfit. The coverall? Like he, yeah, because he didn't see the other parts. He just saw the coveralls. <laughs> and he goes, is he a mechanic? Yes, I'm going to bring this mechanic, <laughs> the evil mechanic, uh, to you. 
Um, but I said, I've got a, a guy that people will buy because Mexican fans are very much like Japanese. They're like, they believe lots of kids. And I brought the mechanic in and he's like, he literally said to me, Paco Alonso, we will bring him in. We'll sign him. I love it. He looks great. Your endorsement is great. Let's do it. Yes, Lenny. Hey. Hello. Hey, Len, it's, uh, it's Chris. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, you're in, you're booked, whatever, and then like three days later, the peso crashed, yep. and the whole economy once again my luck fell out. Spikes. And, and 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 so tell me what happened from your end. So then, he's and then we'll like, go to part two. So then he's like, no one where well, we can't bring you in. We can only bring you. This is Paco. This. You're just, talking to Paco yeah. Lons. This is the Vince McMahon of Mexico. But basically, this is the Tony Khan of Mexico. Before he had called me, I, I knew that it dropped because you had told me, "Oh, it's gonna, it's like." And it dropped huge. It's like a quarter of what they were offering. Yes, not even. Yes. Um, but then I got offered a contract in South Africa, which was very good money. At very the time. lucrative. Very lucrative. So I took the South Africa gig because it paid more. But but the, the Mexico gig, did they still want you? Uh, no, nothing was said after that. They just said that was done or whatever. Okay. So the there was a chance to go to Mexico. Yeah. But literally, and we're telling a story here, and we're going to part two uh, uh, whenever we do it. Um, you had the gig, and it was pulled away by circumstances out of your control, yes. which is the bottom out of the economy. Yes. Right. So uh, we're going to go to part two. But the last question is So I so I took South Africa and then after I took South Africa, they called me. They're like, Oh, we oh. want you on the show, FMW. And I was like, already got bookings. Gotcha. And they well, were like, Well, cancel. And I was like, I'm not gonna cancel them because you guys But didn't we're gonna go into me. huge South Africa so. in part two. But to end part one, which is right and now. And so that's when they got mad and they're like, Okay, well and then I never got that basically just got they get they get they get uh, sulk. They, were sul- they, yeah. they were sulking. Sulking. But I did go back and did a pay per view oh, with them in two thousand. Yeah, we're gonna get well. to that. Last question for episode one: What's the best Love Weasel song? Oh my god, Love Weasel. Uh, Love goes the weasel. <laughs> okay, we're gonna end the show with this. Uh, Len and I. So Len called me. There's no email. There's no cell phones. I think I might have called Len. From, yeah, we used to talk like schoolgirls on the phone. Yeah, on the phone, yeah. I think I called him from Germany in uh, Hamburg in 93. And he's like, when you get home, we're recording a demo. I'm like, what? And so we used to record on stuff. I got a four tracks in Japan. Four track. <laughs> they now record on 400 tracks. But we had a four track. So anyways, we did some rock and roll. Some rock and roll. And uh, Len did a Love Weasel album. And I did a great Scissor Ghost album on a four track. Uh, we can get more into this in part two. But the bottom line was that the Love Weasel album led to a live show Let's at Scott it. McMonagle's party. Yep. Scott McMonagle was a great guy. He had a bad toupee. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. He'll live. He went ball at 18. He, he was the, one of the first toupees. This is in 93, 94. And it was always be askew. <laughs> right, Len? Come on, man. <laughs> true. I love you, Scott. Yeah, but I do too. But his, he would tell you his toupee was always askew. Yeah. yeah. And he had a party at his house. He did. That he hired Love Weasel, which he was did. Len's band. He did. To play the gig. Now, can you explain, please, what happened? Uh, who was in the band and what happened after the first song? Uh, 
So Timmy Uskin, who I love, Timmy Uskin, Tim, Dan, Timmy, Timmy, Timmy. So awesome artist, by the way. Uh, little shout out to him. Still talk to him. And uh, Kevin Rowland, who plays in Kevin Rowland was on drums. Yes, and he's time. actually in a band that's like pretty popular now. But he showed up super late. Hold on, the band Love Weasel was Lenny Olson yes. on guitar and vocals. Time, Time. skin on bass, yeah. and Kevin Rowland on drums. Yes, sir. and this is at the house party. Yeah, at uh, uh, Scott in McMahon front of a festival house. crowd. <laughs> <laughs> I was there. You were there, and so was Jason Helton and his girlfriend. Oh wow! Ooh. Let's not go there. Continue. That was the girl at the party. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you did continue, <laughs> and uh, uh, so. He shows up late. He's really bad. And I I remember, what did I say? I turned it. I was like, I am never playing with you again. The first song was Love Goes the Weasel. It's Love's like the hit. It's like the movie Can't Hardly Wait. Whereas uh, they, they were called Love Burger. The moment you guys started, there was like literally 17 people packed into the basement. You guys played the first song. And after the first song was done, you disbanded Love Weasel live in front of people. You went... You're the shits. I'm never playing with you again. No, we're done. I quit. Yeah. And we're all just sitting there going but like... Then I finished the set. No, you did not. I did. I got no, it, I got the whole thing on tape. Without a drummer. So, no, he stayed. I said, well, this is the last gig we're ever playing, but we finished <laughs> it. We finished the show, but then I never played with him again. But here's the, here's the denouement, and then we're going to end part one. They f- Love Weasel finished the show. And then Scott McMonagle's iguana <laughs> went missing. Uh, Dude, he had one time I stayed at his place and he's like, Hey, have you seen my snakes? He had these two boa constrictors. I was like, What? He goes, They've been out for weeks. I don't know where they're somewhere right. on the wall. So I was like, Scared shitless. I'm like, So I'm sleeping here with two giant snakes just traveling Whenever. around your house. And this is when he moved to iguanas. And Scott McMonagle's iguana disappeared. And Love Weasel broke up, and then Scott McGonagall finds his iguana in the uh, uh, vent. The vent. He sees the iguana. He unscrews the vent, pulls it off, and How the, igu- the thing get in there. The iguana jumps on his face and fucking attacks his owner, and ripped. Do you remember this, Len? I do not remember this. Dude, it ripped his fucking lip off. I don't remember this. I, I remember. I must have been busy. I I remember it's like 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 it was yesterday. Love Weasel Shit. broke up. Then I remember went, him having the lip thing, but I can't remember because the iguana came out of That's the air out of the vent and jumped on his face and ripped his lip off. The party ended early because McMonagall <laughs> had to go to a plastic surgeon. Everyone out! Party's and his, over. And his wig was askew. <laughs> We'll see you next week for part two.